When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You are now in the Cornwall Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Mess it up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Clem, alongside my two trusty companions, Blackout Chrissy, aka Mr. Viking Horn Hat, aka Mr. Ten Beers Down, Ten Toes Up, along with Jake Smigglesworth, aka Swagoo, aka Manordazo, and of course myself, Mr. Tired, Grumpy, Sick, Pissed Off Eagles fan, Jared Clem. Um, yeah, mine doesn't fall off the tongue like y'all does. I'm just done. I have literally been sick since we signed off the show on Thursday night, and I have wanted to punch a hole in a wall since. It wasn't the best Christmas. It wasn't the worst. Um, shout out to my New Jersey family for being entertaining and fun as hell, and my friends and family for coming through and putting up with me being sick and crotchety the entire Christmas, and then along with my mom and dad and my sister. Uh, my other side of the family. You guys were cool until all of you were ganging up on me because of my Eagles, and then uh, Keely Ringo did God's work by picking off Tyrod. So I did call it like a, a quarter before. I said we we're going to win by eight, and Keely Ringo was going to have the game clinching interception that happened. I was like, man, I should play a lottery right now. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> but like all back and back to the future. Oh my god, it'd be awesome. But anyway, you know, birds win. Uh, listen, I got to watch a lot of good football yesterday, so that was a nice positive to what honestly was kind of a depressing Christmas, at least energy wise, not stuff. wise, but just, you know, being, being sick on your favorite holidays, like fucking torture. So, um, that being said, boys, hope you guys have better Christmases than me. It was, uh, it was nice. Um, it was for me, it's tiring because everybody in my family is pretty much split. They're all remarried. So I have a lot of houses I have to go to. I have to go to my mother's house in the morning. I have to go to my grandmother's house at night. I start my day at my dad's house. And then I wind up, you know, at my family, uh, my wife's family's house. So about four houses I got to travel to every holiday. But it, it was a good occasion. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. And it was it's it's going to get less once we get this place this week, which because I'm going to be nowhere but my house. But we got a nice little microwave. We got a ladder. We got some tool stuff. We got a lot of kitchen stuff, cookingware and uh, plates and cups and everything you need for your house. So um, it was a lot of things I didn't know I needed until I got it and I opened it up. So it, they saved me a lot of money. So it, it was overall, it was a really good time. So family and that's what it's all about. I think my yeah, family is gonna... sponsored by Bullet Whiskey because I swear I got like way too much fucking bullet i got the giant bottle that's like the you know the 1.75 out the 
5 liter and then I got the uh the regular sized bottle on top of that. I'm like, "Fuck, am I spot? Are we sponsored by Bullet Bourbon now? Let's go." My uh my sister's boyfriend got me like a little gag gift. She got me. So, I'm allergic to peanut butter. Uh I call that a disability. I'm trying to get a handicap plaque for it. Release uh, a medical marijuana card. <laughs> yeah, it, one of the two will will work. That I'm gonna actually ask that for next year's Christmas, either a handicap placard or marijuana card. Anyway, um, he got me a Ziploc bag and a beanie and a scarf that just says, "You guys know the uh, alcohol? It's like screwball peanut butter whiskey." Yeah, that's he got me right every line of merch <laughs> with that company and just gave it to me as a gag. That, I is, it is, that is fucking awesome. I got so, my uncle. I love prank gifts, man. It's my favorite tradition in Christmas. Oh, it's the best. Maddie, actually, I'm going to go on Amazon right now because I know you wanted that chairlift. So I'm going to see if I can ship that over <laughs> to you. Oh, man. If that house panned out, that would have been a lot of fun. It would take me about 20 minutes to go up and down the stairs. That would have been great. My, oh my favorite, God. I think my favorite thing right now is I got my uncle because he's 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 north of 59. He's got a kid who's about to go to high school next year. This is the one with like the super athlete child. Um, I got him the pens for, you know, the adult diapers for fucking Christmas is like a, a gag gift. <laughs> $19 gag gift, man. Like, I was like, fuck, all right. <laughs> but it was very funny because he he's like, hell yeah. Be using some of the drive from New Jersey to Boston for the main tournaments. Let's get him. Like, only he would be that amped about getting adult diapers. I love it. Um, <laughs> well, hey, listen, uh, for us Eagles fans, Chrissy, we had a great Christmas football wise, man. Christmas Day just gave us all these gifts under the tree. The Dolphins started off on Christmas Eve. And then we had the Raiders playing like, playing, like <laughs> NWA, playing like they're blasted NWA in the locker room, knocking dudes out, forcing fumbles. Like, I'm waiting for straight out of Compton to start playing in the background when they walk out because, like, you know, even their coach got black Air Force Ones on. Like, I knew when they hired Antonio Pierce, I'm like, yo, they about to fuck some team shit up. They are going to deal with players. He did say that. Yeah, dude, he is literally going to fuck. Like, they are going to fuck your shit up. Um, Then, you know, obviously, game two, we had the boys got off the schneid, even though they can't make it fucking easy ever. And I was telling my uncle, I'm like, listen, in all reality, we should have beat them 42 to 3. <laughs> Here's mm-hmm. the problem. Uh, 45 to 3. And I can tell you three things that would have changed the game if they were just a little different. One, if freaking... Zacchaeus and Boston Scott don't run into each other. That's just another drive. And then you have Dallas Goddard, Dallas Goddard slipping and falling down on a routine out route. And Adore Jackson still almost drops it. Yeah, he bobbled yeah, it. Reed Blankenship takes the worst angle on a go route I've ever seen in my life in coverage and gets smoked. And I'm just like, those three plays go a tiny bit different. We beat him by 40. I'm like, what is, like, I'm just happy we won. But, like, holy shit, man. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, a win's a win and I'll take it. Like, I was listening to Colin Coward. I usually don't listen to Colin Coward that much. But he brought up some, like, great points. Like, compared from, like, this year and last year, like, we beat, like, uh, Davis Mills, Cooper Rush, um, and, like, a couple – we barely beat the Bears. Like, there was just a couple, like, you know, easy wins that, you know – 
We got hot and pissed off in the playoffs. That was a yeah. that was the big thing last year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we played Daniel Jones in the playoffs. We played – I mean, we didn't play Brock Purdy, but then we played the backup. But this year, I mean, we beat Mahomes. We beat Josh Allen. We beat Prescott. Like, we beat these proven guys. I mean, it's – I mean, the NFL, it's, it's any given Sunday. So, you can either beat them by 40. You can either beat them by three. But, like I said, a win's a win, and I'm happy we're – um, 11 and four. And if we finish 13 and four, I mean, that's one less win than we had last year. That's fine. We're even going to get the one or two seed. So hopefully San Fran messes up one well, of the next two there's, weeks. There's one problem. It's Detroit now because Detroit hasn't lost. Uh, yeah, they're hawking up on us. I did see. Yeah. That. They're, no, they're above us right now in the standings. They're the second seed right now. Um, oh, they're the second. Seed. I thought we were. Huh. No, they have like, I think it's like their, I think their division record is better than ours. Um, even though it's so funny, right? So, this week we get Mr. Mr. Hand Cannons. Also, this week in the six pack, we also get the new we also get the college bowl games in New York Six, New York Six Balls. So this is gonna be I don't know, boys. We, there's gonna be a lot of great games to pick this week. What are you boys thinking? We do add a couple extra games to the six pack, see if we can uh, either close or extend the gap for Matt's lead. Because obviously I haven't devised up the playoff rules completely yet, but I think this should be this could be pretty fun. If you boys want to um, add a little extra spice to this week, let me know. We'll obviously discuss off show, but this weekend six pack is going to be fucking crazy. We got all the New York Six Bowls. We got all of the those week seventeen playoff games. But you know it was a fun time. Honestly, it was a we- it was a weird week in the NFL. Let's talk about that for a second. Like, like Saturday, dude. I swear I I was shooting zero percent. I, I think I texted both of you guys. I'm like, oh, Saturday, boys, we're over three. <laughs> yeah, we all stunk. I don't I don't think we didn't get our first win until that Bucks game. We all took the Bucks. <clears throat> yeah, Baker Mayfield's on a hot streak right now, bro. This God, is he's crazy. been awesome. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Jeez, I'm still I'm, for those of you who don't have obviously we're not going live today, but I'm still feeling alone under the weather. I think I think I should be good by tomorrow, but I still have a little minor sinus headache and like Obviously, my voice a little nasally, but like up until yesterday, dude, my nose was a freaking faucet. It was brutal. I hate the winter. I always get sick. I never get sick. That's why I'm so pissed off. I'm like, I had to say something. Karma had to kick me square in the raspberries for this week, right? I was like, it's gonna have a nice, relaxing five day vacation. Had a really rough year, stress wise. And no, no, you're gonna get kicked in the t- raspberries for the next five days. Just, just. Take it like a man. So yeah, like listen, next week, guys, for games, we got Lions, Cowboys, we've got Dolphins, Ravens, Pat- uh, Patriots, Bills, uh, Colts, Colts, Raiders. Oof. Um, we also get <sighs> Bengals, Chiefs should be could be fun. I feel like it will be because Mahomes. I mean, they just lost to the Raiders. I mean, there's no way they're gonna- the Bengals just lost to the fucking Steelers. <laughs> uh, that's true. I didn't think about that. Okay, never mind. I'll take that back. We're kind of fucked for the second seed right now because the Lions have the f- goddamn – oh, jeez. There well, is just, a very, the Lions have the damn Vikings week 18. Well, I just looked up the playoff picture. It goes San Fran, Philly, then Detroit. Okay, so maybe the NFL, the NFL app was giving me some bullshit, but – I just want to double this conference – we're, conference, we have the same – oh, we have a better division record. That's why. Yeah, we lost one, right? We only lost the, yeah. the Dallas. Yeah, in Arlington. Yeah, we just lost that one to Dallas. 
Because they lost to the Bears and then they lost to Green Bay. Yeah. So thank God for the Bears bailing our yeah. ass out right now. Go Bears. Go Bears. Um, yeah, so right now, I think Baltimore wins next week. They lock up the conference. San Fran is weird because now I who do they have next week? They have the commanders and then they play the Rams the following. Dude, imagine week. if they lose to the goddamn commanders. They're flying across country. I hope they get some jet lag. Is it a one o'clock game? I think so, yeah. That's an early game. Uh yeah, holy shit, one o'clock on Fox. I'm still taking the Niners in that one because I'm not an idiot, but like imagine yeah. if the Niners blow that shit, man. Could happen. I mean, I guess they lost to the Browns. Well, the Browns actually a really good team. Um also the Browns. Guys, Amari Cooper is like it's like is it 2018 again? I had him in fantasy. Yeah. He looked real good. <laughs> looked, looked real good for a fifth round uh for a fifth round trade. Right. From the Cleveland I, too. I didn't get a Joe Flacco jersey for Christmas. I was a little disappointed, but maybe next year. I can get it, you a nine, number 19 Joe Flacco Jets jersey on clearance. Let's go, dude. I probably can see that in like Marshall. <laughs> Something that's yeah, a steal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into once our one sentence rotation, let's talk about the six pack games we won and lost. Obviously, in the co- we only had two college games. So we'll make this one quick. Um, oh, Utah and Northwestern. What the sh- you know? You that was the ugliest game I've ever seen. 14-7 final score. Oh my lord. Um, then JMU getting mollywopped by Air Force and. The score is only—I think we only lost by ten, like technically by fourteen, but the game wasn't close. I think they scored once in garbage time. Just like JMU, just the worst way to start your bowl career. Yeah, they, they got to stick to partying. Yeah, how do you lose yeah. the Air Force? What'd you say? How do you lose the Air Force? Well, Air Force was undefeated to start the season. I think we we're like seven, eight now, or something like that to start it. Yeah, but like you know, you're still. Team players wise on Air Force, you're still active duty in a sense. Like you got to be at a certain weight. You know what I mean? Like you can't have a 350 pound lineman. And then you got JMU who doesn't have that restrictions, and they're like, "All right, we're facing 235 pound linemen. We should bowl right through them." And here, JMU's a group of five team though. They don't have big boys like that either. Colorado Belly isn't have big boys like that. So I, I, I just you know it it wasn't a great way for them to start. I guess is the right word for it. And I love how nobody gave a fuck about NBA Saturday, <laughs> NBA Christmas yesterday. It's such a joke. I Yeah. I, well, it sucked for me because and, – and B wasn't playing. So I really couldn't like – I mean, I knew the Sixers were going to lose. But like – because we don't – I mean, we suck on Christmas usually. But – and B was out. And then Jimmy Butler was out for the Heat. So it's, it's like – I just was tuning back and forth from Sunday night and that. But – yeah, I was just more concerned about, you know, our six-pack than um, a Christmas game. I mean, I I was into it, but I'm like, we're probably not going to win. It's in Miami. We don't win in Miami. Yeah. The problem is it's just like the NBA has kind of – they were kind of hosed this year because they had the NFL to contend with. The NFL had three amazing games on Christmas Day. So all of them were nail-biters except – they, well, they're nail biters until the ratings drop off because that, that Ravens game got ugly. Um, couple breaking news quick. Um, TJ Hawkinson is out for the rest of the season. Uh, torn, I believe, ACL and possible MCL tear. Um, 
Draymond is still out six to eight more weeks. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is a shoulder sprain. Dude, he's been hurt for the past three weeks. Yeah. We're going to talk about this a little more, but I guess we can touch on this now. Uh, well, one, also, Jalen Wall has a high ankle sprain. Jalen Hurts officially set the QB rushing touchdown record. And finally, Tommy Cutlets got flattened and was benched for Tyrod Taylor. If the Giants kept Tommy Cutlets in that game, the Eagles might have won by 70 because he looked awful. The end of uh, possibly the end of Tommy Cutlets. I don't think his uh, his off-field fees are going to be increasing too much past what they've already increased to. Dude, he just like not good. I was like, it's like we're playing Ben DiNucci back in the day. Dude, his two week span of his popularity was, you know, nothing that I'll, I don't think Taylor Swift could ever touch. Well, it's like, it was like, <laughs> it was like football insanity. It was like, come on, man. And of course, like it was, it was ridiculously over the top Paisan Asian. It's like, come on. This is, I'm like, I'm getting punked, right? Like, <laughs> Cutlets ran New York for a week. It was, yeah, it was yeah. incredible. I never for the, seen the, like like the entire, from like Thanksgiving to like Christmas, it was just like Paisan insanity in the tri-state area. And it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. Even just being on the outside, not being a Giants fan, it was a lot of fun just seeing that whole story go. And I, I honestly thought it went a lot longer than I figured it would go. I figured once he started doing the whole Tommy Cutlets thing and the agent started dressing up and everything, I figured it was just going to die after that. But um, Philadelphia ruined something there. Yeah. Good story. I mean, I'm sure he'll go back to that pizzeria and be like, hey, uh, I'll come back for 10 grand instead of 20 grand after he got benched because he sucked. But like, I assume Ty, Tyrod Taylor has to start next week, I assume. I mean, their season's over. So, like, what does it matter? I love, my favorite thing is we were talking about two weeks ago about Tommy DeVito getting a start, getting a shot to get the starting job. And I was buying into this too over Danny interception dimes. Like, I. Man, the Giants just their quarterback situation is just fucking weird, man. It's like, I mean, listen, Tommy could come back next week against the Rams and light them up, and then we're we're having the same conversation. But that team looked flat until Tyrod came in, absolutely flat. Dude, he's been like around the world as far as NFL teams goes. Like, yeah. he's, I'm look, I'm looking at it like his, his past teams. He's been on the Ravens, the Bills. The Browns, the Chargers, the Texans, and the mm-hmm. Giants. He might be the Shaquille O'Neal of football, but just not talent-wise. Yeah, it's that's just crazy. I, I just we, well, we obviously, you know, it's I, I almost feel like we should run this differently today because we have like very little to talk about because it's holiday weekend, obviously. But that game was just fucking hilarious because, like I said in the pre-show lobby. Three plays go three different ways. That game's 42 to three. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't also, I feel like Nostradamus, because I did say Ringo is going to have the game ceiling pit. I said this to my uncle. I said, Keely Ringo's got the game saving interception, and it's going to end with a score of, well, I think I said, I think I said 30, whatever it was, 35 to, or 38, whatever the fucking final score was with the field goal. They lost by eight. But I was like, no, no, I said 33 to 25 was going to be the final score. And my uncle looked at me and goes, you serious? I'm like, yeah, they're going to run the clock down to the very end, and then they're going to kick a field goal. The Giants are going to drive, and then they're going to throw an interception to Keely Ringo. Yeah, I, um, I'm really interested in Keely Ringo because, again, he's only been in the lineup for, I think, like 
past like two to three weeks. So I'm right now I'm liking what I'm seeing. I mean, last week, I mean, he played, I'm pretty sure he lined up against Metcalf. If I'm not single mistaken. A single fucking catch. Yeah. I mean, he, he was, he's been, he's been on a tear. So I'm curious to see when Slay gets back, how they're going to use him and Ringo. I think they should move Bradbury into the slot and do like a three man rotation with, I him, think. with him, Roby and Ricks. And when Avante gets back, then we have all the riches. Like, you have to play Ringo. Like, exactly. you and Ringo, that's two weeks in a row. He's just been lights out. I think his one bad play was the transition between him and Blankenship on Darius Slayton was bad. But they're also adjusting to a new, a kind of a half new scheme with Patricia. You knew they were going to have at least one blown, one blown coverage. Unfortunately, Slayton just beat Blankenship over the top. The but. Worst. The worst is still Brian Johnson, dude. Like he's still like I mean, well, look, listen, we saw, we saw. I think there was only about three drives where I was like, okay, this is terrible. This was better. Play calling. They were doing a lot more crossing routes. There's a lot more misdirection. It was a lot more. This looked a lot like last year's offense, and that's what made me feel better. I was like, all right, you know what? This isn't great. But we're getting back to what we do best, which is the crossing routes, the over-unders, layering, giving Jalen the ability to get rid of the ball quickly. There were a couple times where I'm like, they were in an all but I'm like, Jesus Christ, just call a kill and run a quick slant, something. Like, they weren't even hiding. There were like eight guys were having a line of scrimmage. I'm like, clearly a go-round ain't going to work if they're playing off coverage. So, like, maybe call something different. I don't know. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts' head or in Brian Johnson's headsets. I don't know. But overall... It wasn't pretty, but we got the win. This is the same Giants team that's beaten a couple teams that are in the playoff contention. You know what? Listen, it ain't perfect. It's also a rivalry game. Three plays go a different way. We're not even having this conversation. We're ripping around saying, Eagles are back. Eagles are back. San Francisco, look the fuck out. No, it's like now it's like, all right, you know, it's not great, but we're, we're getting better. We're getting there. Yeah. Not exactly. Maddie, any outside perspective uh, on the Eagles and Giants? Um, thought the officiating was in the favor of Philly for most yeah. of the game. Okay, listen, not all. Not the head all. thing is bugs me because it's like they called it on us last week, so they called it against uh, against us last week, so they called it for us this week. I was like, you know what? At least they're calling it fair, but it's like, what? The? It's it's a dumb rule. I understand. No, what you're yeah. And by the way, that PI that wasn't a PI, that was an uncatchable ball. The ball was five yards outside of Wondell Robinson's catch range. He's like, he's Chris's height. There ain't no way he's catching that ball. Yeah. The officiating overall was just bad, but at the same time, it was just not a game that the Giants were going to win regardless. Yeah, honestly, they were playing with house money. Literally, the two of their biggest plays were Lakeus and Boston Scott running into each other giving Saquon a walk-in touchdown. And then the other one was Dallas Goddard, Goddard falling down and still almost catching the pass that Jalen threw to him. And, you know, freaking Dory Jackson's out of position, but by some miracle is able to tip and catch the ball himself. So let's be honest here. It's the Giants took advantage of the plays they were given. And I got to give them credit for that. But at the same time, the Eagles don't make two of those mistakes, and it's a 20, 25-point win. That's that's the truth. 
Yeah, I don't have much like I don't have like much else like to build from because like I mean you hit the nail on the head because like again like a few plays can obviously change the trajectory of the game, but like you said, I mean the Giants took advantage of what they could. Um, we're playing them again two weeks at MetLife, so I'm curious to see how that's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope our players are healthy because that field sucks. That field's the worst. Also, hey, listen, bright spot, Keely Ringo, looking yeah. even better and better. Mm-hmm. We might have got the steal of the draft. <sighs> All right. This Moving on, ball. let's talk. Um, we'll make this Raiders and Chiefs game quick. I love – we talked about this before the show. Or we might have talked about it at the beginning, but I love Antonio Pierce and the whole attitude he brings. Um, my favorite thing about this whole game was how it was 14-7 so fucking fast. Like the Jack, the Jack Jones interception where he's just staring down Mahomes. Like, I am like, that is perfect. And you know, the fumble recovery where the guys like just are just swarming Mahomes. I'm like, dude, this is rough. Ain't O'Connell didn't have a single passing yard in the second, third, or fourth quarter, by the way. I just I just want them to put like a mic on like Mahomes so you can just hear like what he's saying throughout the game. Where he's like, like, what are you what are you doing? Where's Travis? Like he just has like that like real like <laughs> you know, voice or whatever. But dude, I thought um I did think at one point the Chiefs were going to come back um, after they had that – after he, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was almost knocked back for three yards and then turned on a 40-yard jet down to like the 10, and they couldn't convert. And at that point, you kind of knew. I was like, all right, maybe – I think the Raiders are going to win this one. Just because, again, there wasn't really that many – there wasn't that much time left, and um, they just – they couldn't convert in the end zone. No, you're right. Yeah. It, you told me um... – you told me Ado O'Connell would have 62 passing yards in the first quarter and would go, I think, like 0 for 10 or 0 for whatever and not complete a pass in the second, third, and fourth quarter of the game. He'd finish the game with 62 passing yards that he had in the first quarter, and the, the Raiders would still win by six. I'd say you were crazy. That is exactly what happened, and I owe a big thank you to Chris for taking my original upset pick of the um, – I forgot what it was. It was either the Cardinals over the Bears or the Bears. Yeah, I thought so I was I, I appreciate you because I also thought I was a genius finding that one, and then you said it, and I had an audible. So I appreciate you for that one. But um, dude, that was that was a horrible game. Just everybody Mahomes can throw the ball to just was just awful. Like whenever he didn't target Kelsey, they either dropped the ball or they just didn't catch it. They just it's just insane that to watch that team deplete their quarterback. It's like as if they're trying to challenge him. Like how good are you? Like you went from having like Tyrod, Tyree Kill and um, Travis Kelsey, and they had I don't know if it was I know that Juju Smith Schuster, but they had other weapons like years ago when he first started. Mm-hmm. I can't think of all the guys' names and everything, but like it's just you just bring it down to like Sky Moore, Darius Tony, uh, MVS, and like Justin Watson, and it's just terrible. Like it's literally watching a guy struggle. Like you could see the plays being made, the throws. Made and he's still like Mahomes. It's just these guys are just not. They don't catch the ball. It's just Kelsey Pacheco and Rashi Rice every now and then. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think he's on diva watch Mahomes because like he's uh he's just very very like he's just crying a lot and like Kadarius Tony was inactive during that game and it kind of made me think like I, I would kind of want Kadarius Tony to play just because you know you would see. The Chiefs will lose, but you would kind of see something really funny. Like, again, we'll step on the line or 
he'll just he'll fumble the ball or some shit like that. But um, it's it's Mahomes doesn't really put any blame on his receivers, and I feel like as like a leader for the Kansas City Chiefs, he should at least say something to like these guys, like dude, like catch the catch the goddamn ball, dude. Like you have one, you're at your position for a reason. Um, I can't do it all, but I mean the Chiefs stink right now. And I wouldn't be surprised. I would be surprised if next year they're here with the same exact receiving core. There's just no way. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it's it's the problem is with the Chiefs is Brett Veach tried to build this team without receivers like Patriots style, and it just doesn't work that way. Two different teams. No, and you got GMs like Joe Douglas gets, which rightfully so, but gets a lot of heat for not having Plan Bs and Plan Cs for Rogers going down and Corey Davis retiring and things like that. But you don't hear anything about the Chiefs general manager for literally not supplying Mahomes with any sort of weapons. Like he didn't even make an attempt, like a strong attempt at DeAndre Hopkins. Like why did the Titans get DeAndre Hopkins? Why? It's Corey Davis is my age. Yeah, he's like twenty eight. Yeah, he was our draft class. That's crazy. I'm trying to find out what wide receivers are my age. You're what, 25? So 24. Yeah. Oh, Justin Jefferson. Oh, oh. about the Gwitty? about the Gwitty? <laughs> no. Right. So uh, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Jalen. No, Jay Jets. Well, Jay Jets is hit, went out of here early. So yeah, A.J. Brown. I, I literally found it. So it's Justin Jefferson. Oh, shit, dude. Jalen Rager. What up? Yeah, I was uh, going to say your boy. Jer- Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb, T. Higgins. Okay, so anybody in that, like, Oof. Henry 20, Rooks. was it? What? When was, when was Travis Fulgham? No, I know that's 20, 2019, I think you're talking about. 2019, 2020. Yeah. Anybody? Oh, Kadarius Tony. We're the same age. Oh, shit. Ooh, Henry Ruggs. You're doing a lot better than him. Yeah, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to be like that, but that was the same draft class. Oh my God. <laughs> Moving on to Ravens versus um, Ravens versus uh, 49ers. Oh, my God. You're the worst. All right. My initial thoughts of this game, just Brock Purdy looked, Brock Purdy looked lost. He looked um, indecisive. When there was chaos around them, he just made the wrong reads. A lot of tipped, swatted passes. I think the Ravens kind of gave the NFL a little bit of a blueprint, right? Nick Bosa talked about it. He was like, oh, we just showed everyone how to beat Philadelphia. I'm like, Nick, the Ravens kind of gave everyone a way how to beat your team, man. Cause chaos. Seriously. Because it didn't matter that McCaffrey ran for 100 yards and Kittle caught for 100. It don't matter. Yeah, I was uh, I was going to say, I, I forget who said it, like, um, the previous week, but they were saying how much they hate the Ravens. It wasn't Marlon Humphrey. It was somebody on the, the Ravens who was just saying, like, I, I just don't like them. Anybody on that team, I just can't what, stand the them. Yeah, no, I don't remember who it yeah, was. I don't blame him. Um, <clears throat> pretty stunk. Um, he got pulled throughout the game. I, I, Sammy. Kind of, yeah, Sh- Kyle Shanahan gave a reason. I didn't, I didn't really listen to his post game speech, but, um, yeah, he stunk. Um, I'm all for if you take McCaffrey off that team, it just they would probably have another loss or two. Yeah, they would definitely be, you know, instead of being eleven four, they'd probably be about like, you know, eight and six or whatever that would be right now. But McCaffrey is just it's just the heart of that of that offense right now. Um when in doubt, you just give the ball to him, you know, whether you want him to run it or pass it to him, he just gets it done. But Brock Purdy looked human. 
and he looked like <clears throat> a very much not MVP favorite candidate. Um, it, like Jared said, it just showed a blueprint as to how to beat them. Just cause chaos, rush the passer, just supply as much pressure as you can. And he looked like he literally was just doing things just out of instinct. Just like, I got to get the ball out, so let me just throw it up. Classic Jet stuff, just throw the ball up and just see what happens, and it just results in failure. Even that when he was getting uh, sacked, he threw the ball behind him to McCaffrey. That was almost a pick because that was too high for him to even catch, but it just looked like a really sloppy, a sloppy, unprepared game. The offensive line was not supplying enough protection for him. Um, he had to just run for his life the entire time. If he wasn't getting sacked, he was turning the ball over. So it was um, it was just one of those games where I think everybody needs to kind of take one off the chin, and that was just what they did. Yeah, this I'm all back to earth game. Yeah, I'm all for like if you put Brock Purdy on like any other, you put Brock Purdy on like the Falcons. I'm like this dude does not have the same numbers that he does on the 49ers. But like, is Christian McCaffrey the MVP? I mean, I know Lamar Jackson's now the favorite. I know they, you know. Purdy is off the board. I think he's like plus a thousand. Lamar's the favorite. Then I think it's McCaffrey. Then I, I forget who the third guy is. But I mean, McCaffrey's been having like an unreal season. Do you do you give it to him, or do you still give it to the most impressive quarterback? Because the, each week there really hasn't been. It's just been changing. Like each week, it was Purdy for a few weeks. It was Hurts at one point. It was Mahomes. Now it's Lamar. Like I don't, I don't know who do you give it to. I just, I'm just curious. I don't know. It's. I guess you got to give it to Lamar because yesterday, man, he. I don't care about McCaffrey or Tyree's numbers because they're both impressive, but like, dude, Lamar yesterday was just different. And I think if it was, if there was no dominant quarterbacks, I'd say yeah. But Lamar, it would if you if Lamar had an average game and they won yesterday, I said all right, you know, I'd give it to McCaffrey or Tyreek, but. Dude, Lamar yesterday was impressive. Every throw, the way he extended plays, wasn't making bad reads. Extended plays, got I think that forty yard run. I think before they, I think right before halftime, where he just like got out of the pocket, broke a tackle, and got downfield. Like you can't teach that. I think he's he's kind of sealed that one up. I think he is the MVP, and it's it's his award to lose now. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens towards the last couple weeks of the season, I, but. I'd love to see McCaffrey get it. I just think, like a lot of awards, is it's quarterback driven. Um, so I think it could come down to you know between maybe Lamar to uh, um, Brock Purdy. I think they're going to take pretty much, in my opinion, from what you're saying. I think they're going to take whoever is the most you know outstanding performing quarterback at the end of the season and give it to him. I, I think Tyree Kill and Christian McCaffrey will get snubbed. It's like Adrian Peterson's like two thousand. Uh, yard rushing year. I forget who won MVP that year, but they remember they were saying how he got snubbed because he almost broke the record. I think he was like 10 yards off. Something like that. Yeah, he was nine yards off. I remember that post-game post, post uh, conference because he, he didn't even know if he made it or didn't make it. And Liddy was like, oh, how do you feel being coming up short nine yards? He's like, that was what it was, nine yards? He's like, damn. And then I felt it. I was like, man, I'm like 14, fat as fuck. Like, I was like, I ain't got. I don't. I don't know what it's like to rush for like one thousand or two thousand and whatever yards and miss the rushing title by nine yards. And he was just like defeated. Yeah, it's, it's I, you know, he's he's one of those players, man. Like, you know, McCaffrey's having an Adrian Peterson like season 
it's just unfortunately like um, I, I look at this award and I'm, like I said, I'll, I'll reiterate it again. Lamar is having too good of a season and had too great of a signature win to not give him the award. That's my thinking here. Now, also, if Tyreek had an amazing game against Dallas, I'd be having, but like, I'm like, he was okay at best. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, it's been a QB award. So, I mean, he's been, Lamar's been awesome. I mean, I wasn't, I'm not a big, big Lamar guy. The big thing would, I'm, you know, struggle with Lamar was his reads. I mean, you touched on it, but I mean, yesterday, I mean, he was, he was amazing. Um, so if he wins, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be disappointed because the award again has been bouncing to like a bunch of players each week. And if that's the most important win of the Raven season, then Hanneman. Yeah, fair enough. Burger King ad just popped up when I went to ESPN. No Whopper Whoppers today, guys. <laughs> All right, Matt, are you ready to uh, crank it with uh, every other game but these three for um, one sentence game? And then we'll I got you. Oh, little burp. I got you. It's uh, trying to uh, – I've been told that I now have to close a day early than I was supposed to. So now I – the last hour I've been cleaning everything up, and part of that is just mixing all the vodkas I have into a cup and just kind of trying to down it because I'm not trying to throw everything out. Nice. They were a little like, yeah. So, you know, I got a little bit of a Tito's slash vanilla slash espresso mixture going on. Yeah. Because, like, I, I paid I, for all of them. So. I've had a total of maybe six beers since Thursday. Yeah, well, you know, we I paid for all of them, and they had little droplets in all of them, so I might as well get what I can out of them. But, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's start it off. We're, we're going to start with old uh, Blackout Chrissy here. I'm going to give you the Thursday night game. You got the Rams upsetting the Saints, thirty to twenty-two. Um, that game that game was awesome. Um, fantasy wise, I had Kyron Williams who who's played I think eight or nine games and he's rushed for a thousand yards. Um, the Rams looked like they were going to run away with this, and then the Saints were coming back on a little bit of a run. So, I think the Rams are going to be a little bit of a dangerous team. Come the uh, postseason, depending on who they play. But one thing I have a problem with them, we touched on it before, is their backfield. So, curious. <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, that was a lot better of a game than I thought. I thought the Rams would kind of run away with it, but it actually turned out to be a really competitive game. Um, another game that I thought the other team would run away with, and they didn't, was the Bengals-Steelers game. I thought uh, Jake Browning was going to come in and just torch up the, the Steelers, and then I saw that the Pittsburgh was like, you know what? Mitch Trubisky sucks, as we all know, so let's throw in Mason Rudolph, who has a better understanding of that offense, being there longer than him, and they did exactly what I feared they would do. They beat the hell out of the Bengals, 34-11. to 11. Um, Rudolph's in. I don't know if Kenny Pickett's coming back next week, but um, if not, I, it looks like they're in somewhat okay hands with Mason Rudolph for at least one more game. Um, Jared, let's give you the game that I think we all thought was going to be just a big stomp kind of game on the bills, but it turned out to be a really close competitive game. I got you the bills chargers. Talk about like underwhelming and just hey, listen, every, you could throw a moniker at it you want, but fellas, remember, when you're in a position where you got to make the playoffs, it's all about surviving in advance. They don't ask how, they ask how many. And that is literally the Bills moniker. It was ugly. It was putrid. They kept that 
Easton Stick led Chargers team in the game. Didn't matter. They got the dub. So, congrats to Buffalo staying alive. All right, Chris, I'm going to give you the game that has your childhood idol in it. You know what? I'm not going to lie. Looking at Chris, Jared, look at Chris. Don't you see Joe Flacco and Chris? Yeah, a little bit. If Joe Flacco was a had a little bit of like a reddish brown hair, I think that could be his dad. So we're going to give you your father's performance against the, the Texans, the 36 to 22 victory of the Browns. Flacco, just like me, <laughs> what are we? Um, dude, that, <laughs> dude, that game was awesome. Um, it was great one because, like, again, I'm rooting for Flacco. But number two, I did have Amari Cooper, like I was saying earlier. Um, my opponent really had no chance after that. I I had. Amari Cooper had 54 fantasy points in the game, and my opponent had like half his lineup play, and I think he had like 45 points. So at that point, I was pretty comfortable and knowing I was going to win. But uh, I'm just out of this game. I mean, it was just again, it was a Davis Mills game. Um, he's a hit or miss guy. He either could be really like decent or like really shitty. Um, but I'm just waiting for Stroud to come back and all for the Texans. So and also good flack. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh I'm excited for Stroud to come back. I'm just like I'm afraid it could be too late for them being eight and seven. I don't know if they're gonna get that division. Um but maybe maybe they could squeeze in a wild card. We'll see. Um I'm gonna take the Yeah, keep going. The way the Jags are losing football games, they have a shot. Yeah. That's true. I, I think a lot of that is I think they rushed. I just don't think Trevor Lawrence is ready to come back like six days after that ankle sprain. And I think them rushing him back and just letting him play, I think is just really hindering their playoff chances. Um, But I'm going to take the Jets commanders, a game that meant absolutely nothing. A game that was very frustrating to watch because I was like, where was this performance overall? Like four weeks ago, we were not very much eliminated, but we find out we find a way to take a 20 point lead. We figure out a way to give up the lead and we find out a way to win the game within two minutes left. Everything I'd want from a team have a huge lead, lose it, but then figure out a way to get it back at the end and not squander it. And they do it when they're completely eliminated from playoff contention. Trevor Simeon is irrelevant. He will not be, he will never wear a Jets jersey ever again after this season. I pray to God. Um, and there's going to be a lot of turnover on this team, I hope. But, um, Commanders gave a tough fight. Ron Rivera will be going at the end of this year uh, for any Commanders fans out there. Um, let me see, Jared. Let's give you a fun game. Ooh. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you Motor City Dan Campbell's Lions beating the Vikings and securing that divisional win. Well, congrats to MCDC for getting their first division title. And God, like I think before I was born. Uh, other than that, man, y'all should be putting these teams away. Nick Mullins, really? You had to fight back against Nick Mullins? But you know what? Whatever, man. Congrats to the Vikings for giving them a game. Congrats to the Lions for getting that dub, man. A lot of great team. I think they're going to be running that division for a long time because a lot of those other teams, I think, either have false senses of hope, (coughs) Bears, or are in denial, (coughs) Packers, or are just – Chasing their tail like the Lions. Mm. All right, moving on. Chris, uh, you've got the Seahawks and Titans. Ooh, the Seahawks and Titans. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't really thrilled with this game. Um, I was happy. I guess Gina's back and he's playing well, but no more Drizzy Lock. Uh, but I got to watch <laughs> Ryan Tannehill 
And I just, I do not like the dude. He's the most inconsistent QB in this league. He's not really, this, his consistency is like never like, or his, his production is never high. And he's also like not completely shit, but he's just like, I used to put him in that category of just, he's just has his own tier. It was him. And I think Kirk Cousins at one point when they were just both, you know, hit or miss guys. Um, but Derrick Henry finally shows up uh, this week. Uh, he killed me last week. Uh, I guess it's a good win for the Seahawks. I don't know if they're going to be in the playoffs this year. I don't know how they're compared to the Rams as far as like division goes or, you know, playoff position. So I'm curious to see how they finish their season. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny seeing Ryan Tannehill go from, like, the guy, like, we got him as our backup from Miami, and he turned out to be that franchise guy for, like, four seasons. And then just to see him just go from countless playoff appearances with the Titans to just you're, like, the third, second-string guy, and you're not going to get any higher than that. Um, he 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 turned out to be, like, a Kirk Cousins-type quarterback, except he never had – he never got to the success that I th- not like not the success that Kirk Cousins had, but Kirk Cousins overall had better better stats than him. But I agree. But just a top ten pick that did not pan out. Um, I got the Falcons Colts. Uh, Minshew Mania stopped here. Obviously, I mean twenty nine to ten. What a fucking terrible fucking game. I don't <laughs> know how the fuck you let Taylor Heineke out of everybody just just started. He even he just threw one touchdown, threw for two hundred twenty nine yards. Bijan had a okay game. He ran for 72 yards. He had 50 yards receiving. He did have seven receptions for all of you people out there that played for him in PPR. Um, you're looking at about 19.2 points overall, which is pretty good, pretty good outing for you in fantasy from him. Uh, but Minshew looked like shit. Absolutely. Just absolute dog shit. Um, Jonathan Taylor, just like 18 yard, 18 carries, 43 yards. Like what the fuck is that? Somebody named Kylan Granson was leading the the team receiving-wise, Kylan Granson. Let me repeat that for you. Actually, the top three scorers for that team, Kylan Granson, Will Mallory, and then you got Josh Downs. Like, I... Will Mallory. This makes... Will Mallory, but this all makes sense why they lost 29-10 to 10 after I read you those three guys. Um, Jared, let's give you a high-scoring game. A game that was uh, really, really fucking weird. But... It totaled out to 63 overall points. I'm going to give you the Packers and the Carolina Panthers. What the fuck was I watching? Like, I looked at the score. We were opening presents on Christmas Eve with my mom's side of the family. I was like, me and my uncle look at you like, what the fuck? Like, how is it? How would they both have 30? Like, I, the Packers won, but like, how? How, man? Like, shit. I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand how the Carolina Panthers put up 30 points. I think Joe Barry might be the worst defensive coach. He makes Sean Desai look like a rocket scientist. I I don't understand the, the world anymore, man. Like, how do you lose? Also, Panthers fans should be like, yeah, we won, but fuck, we should have gotten a win. No, this is the best case scenario for the Panthers, except they don't have a fucking uh, first-round pick. Yeah, it's it's a it's an absolute nightmare to have traded that assets to get the number one overall pick. And then you take Bryce Young, which is looking like he's not at all the answer, not at all the correct pick at being number one overall. And then knowing, hey, I don't have a first round pick. My first round pick is going to be the number one overall. It's going to go to Chicago Bears. 
just absolute nightmare for the Panthers. And uh, let's see what they turn that around. Until then, uh, Chris, let's give you your upset game. I'm going to get you got the Cardinals and the Bears. Oh, dude, I was just disappointed because I thought it was the most genius move ever to take um, to take the Cardinals this week. Even though Justin Fields didn't really play well, I was just thinking like, okay, you know, the Cardinals, you know, they'll you know they'll do something. Um, yeah, uh, I don't really have much about this game. Uh, Cleo Herbert had his best game of the season. I thought he was going to be a sleeper pick this year. Um, overall, I was disappointed in me for thinking that was the genius move. Uh, I hooked up Matt with the Christmas miracle. You're welcome. And that's all I got. There you go. Yeah, that was um, yeah, that was a game I was pounding my hands on the desk because I really thought that oh, I was shit. also the genius. I, know, I, know. I thought I was the fucking genius. And then here I am taking the Raiders over the Chiefs, and it works. But um, I got Tampa Bay, Jacksonville. Just an interesting game. You got two eight and seven at the end of the day teams. Um, Trevor Lawrence looked, looked terrible. I mean, 17 for 29, two interceptions, 211 yards passing. Um, he actually was also the highest rusher on the team for that game. He ran for 29 yards. The next guy up was Etienne with 12 yards. They were out of that game for the entirety of the time. Engram had a career day, 10, 10 catches for 95 yards. Um, Baker Mayfield's a weird guy. He, he has these games where he plays and you really think like, Hey, this guy might be the answer. He might be the guy from Cleveland going 26 for 35 for 283 yards, two touchdowns. But, um, Tampa Bay just going to eight and seven, probably going to take that division with the last two games. So we'll see what they can do damage wise in the playoffs. But um, shout out to Tampa Bay for getting that victory. Um, Jared, let's give you a game. I'm, I know you loved watching and you were very happy seeing them lose by two points. I'll give you the Dolphins Cowboys. This game was so fucking fugly, man, but it was so entertaining. Like it was, this game was just. Nothing was pretty about it. There's no pristine scores. Everything was like ground and pound physical bully football. And I love how everyone was so surprised. I'm like the Dolphins aren't actually a bad football team. Either are the Cowboys. This is honestly a very good team on both sides of the ball. Both teams. The, it just came down to the fact that the Dolphins made less mistakes. That's it. And I think the Dolphins have a slightly better defense. But they're both very good teams. And also, you know, the, the Cowboys' lack of power running game continues to be their bane of their existence. Imagine if they still had some guy like Zeke or Lenny Fournette just be able to punch that ball 40 yards ahead. Could be a difference. So, Well, we've uh, we've already talked about the three Monday to games. Um so the last game we're going to round out with Chris, we're going to give you the Patriots-Bronco games, the absolute demise of the Broncos' season going forward. Dude, it's so funny watching that game because, like, as soon as soon as uh, Cortland Sutton was out of the game, I, had, I didn't I didn't say they were going to lose, but it was just like the, just the momentum just shifts. And I was looking at the <coughs> between Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy has 625 yards and a, one touchdown. He scored one touchdown this entire year. Cortland Sutton, 770 yards and 10 touchdowns. So you know where that ball's going half the time when they get in the red zone. Broncos just couldn't capitalize. They're making dumb mistakes. Um, my favorite part of the game was Chad Ryland, which is, I guess, is the new Patriots kicker. He, he, I think he was two for three on field goals that night or two for four. And he just looks like a varsity high school kicker. Just like the way he runs he up. He looks and bad. It's just so, 
Yeah, dude, I feel like I'm just watching like a like a high school movie. But um, it's my favorite thing about these teams that aren't in the playoffs is they have nothing to play for. So it's either going to be really awesome to watch or really shitty to watch. But this, again, this was another good game. Um, and I guess it's a good way for Bill uh, to go out, I guess, when he's done in New England because he only has, I think, like two or three games left. So good one for New England. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he's going to wind up doing with the rest of his career. I mean, if if the reports are true, if he does leave New England or if he is let go from New England, I know there's a lot of talk with him being the top guy for um, Los Angeles Chargers out there. But um, heck of a uh, heck of a career, obviously, with New England, and um, just never would have ever have thought that it would have gotten to this point. I think we all thought him and Brady were going to go out at the same time, or Brady would have outlasted him, but. Um, Never would have thought we'd be in the conversation of Bill Belichick on the hot seat after the 20 years that he gave New England. Mm-hmm. Now you're spot on. There we go. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you sticking with us. We hope you're having an amazing holiday week. Um, unfortunately, me and the boys, some of us actually have to go. I have to go. I have a three-day week. Could be worse. Um, other than that, I'm hopefully I'm feeling better tomorrow because uh, Thursday I want to bring the energy. Um I mean, the boys will be back. No idea who the hell is coming on the show, but it should be a fun time. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a great week. Shout out to our sponsors, cannabis.com, promo code BELLY, 20 for 20% off. Um, SeatGeek, promo code BELLY, sports for $20 off your first initial purchase. And Mauler Bros, corner, po- promo code BELLY at 15 for 15% off at checkout. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have an amazing weekend. We will see you guys week. We'll see you guys on the 28th. Enjoy. Peace. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.